you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Guardian. Guardian. Welcome to In Orbit, Mash Those Buttons podcast dedicated to Destiny and its community. Today's show, episode 30, Winter is Coming. How ice to meet you. And I'm, of course, Jorge, joined as always by my co-host, David. Say hi. Uh, Hi. That was a wonderful impression you did. That was an absolutely terrible impression. (laughs) On today's show, we have James Hale. Hello. And we also have Dre Briscoe. Hello, good morning. So on today's show, we're going to be talking about the Cosmodrome, Winter Tour, and Iron Banner. We're going to be talking about the year two moments of triumph, and we're also going to be taking questions and going over items in this week's messages from the Reef. Before we get started, we have many in this great Destiny community that go through many things in their lives. As a cancer survivor, I know that without donations to great groups that provide support, research, and care... I would not be here, for better or for worse, to provide this show. Back in 2009, I was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma, and thankfully I am now in remission and healthy. I would like to collect funds to help the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, and in the coming weeks I will put out the word on how to donate, but I recommend that everyone visit www.lls.org to learn about blood cancers that involve the very young to the very old among us. With that, let's jump right into it. The Cosmodrome, Winter Tour, and Iron Banner. So this coming Wednesday, July 20th at 10 a.m. Pacific, which is, let me do some quick math, 11, 12, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, and then 6 p.m. UK. uh, Bungie is going to have a Twitch stream that goes over the Cosmodrome Winter version. Now, this is just specifically the Cosmodrome. They're not going to be going into the Plaguelands. Um, and my assumption is that they're just going to be talking about the first area and patrol, maybe uh, going over, I really doubt it, a story mission. Probably not. And just showing any of the enemies that will be in that area at that time. Uh, so... I'm not really sure what the whole point of this is. It really feels like they're trying to come up with something just to keep people interested and plugged in. But if all you're going to be showing is the divide, um, what is it? The the King's Watch area. Like, and, what's the Rocket Yard in it? Right, the Rocket Yard. I mean, do, do you guys think this is going to be anything special to, to really... Yeah, right. That seems to be how it always is with these things when they're trying to drip feed us, though. Like, everybody wants to watch, everybody wants to see it, but really, there's not anything they're releasing with this because they've already said it's just a small area of the normal Cosmodrome that'll be changed. So, I mean... That means we're going to see some snow, though. Snow. (laughs) I mean, I, I, I will say this. One of the things that we'll be looking for graphically will be the effect of let's say when you jump into a snow pile just to see if it looks any any different i mean for a lot of people they're like why would you even care about something like that for me just seeing the effects would indicate if bungie is taking a graphical step up with this update you know and it's it's a small little thing that shows a little bit of how they're going to be approaching small details so uh, it'll be interesting to look at i guess i'm just i'm not sure exactly what's the whole point if you're not going to be going into the into the plague lands um 
they may even show a public event. I mean, I, I, I would hope that this is just more than walking around that area and showing, oh, look, it's snow. Oh, oh. Well, I mean, it has to be a little bit because uh, you, if you think about it, they like to make their streams last about an hour, maybe a little less than an hour. And if you're just walking through these three areas, you can't really make it last an hour. No, I know. Um, I just know, let's see, last year, the it was three straight weeks of updates before Taken King. And yeah. it, was, it was three straight weeks, then it was a, a, a week's break, and then Taken King came out. So you had a month. So if it comes out September 20th, they really shouldn't be starting any of these streams until probably the week of the 20th for august i mean i think sorry you can go i'm sorry you're absolutely right though um right now unless they actually have something more up their sleeve which i don't doubt you know i'd be happy if it is you know it's going to be like an hour hour and a half of them matrix dodging community questions <laughs> true i mean all right sorry <laughs> I think that uh, they're at this point because they have the Twitch studio now they feel obliged to use it and they're they're just looking for anything to just feed us little bits at a time even though I mean you know they're going to save anything big that actually matters until those last few weeks yeah that's fair but they've got to show something that's going to be actually getting people's interest back into the game. Like, if they did, as, as Jorge said, run a public event and use Galahorns, then I think that would be something that got someone excited back into it a little bit, even if it was just snow on an area. If you, you know, watched four people spend at least 30 seconds taking out a walker before Galahorns, then uh, probably Yeah, but it. getting people back into it could be as simple as run through the entire patrol area, talking, talking, and then at the very end switch the weapon that their character is holding in the tower to an exotic that is not yet confirmed or some new exotic that we don't know what it is and then all of a sudden social media goes crazy There's that's all exotic. yeah you're absolutely right that's what they did with the uh what did the taken king stream when they were in the tower and like just walking around it was like oh my god a sword you know screw you um so i, I I see a lot of potential for the stream, but at the same time, if it's just going to be them walking around like, oh, it's snow, then you're kind of wasting your time. Hey, if the snow looks better than the paper mache roses from whatever oh that event was, oh. I'm okay. Crimson days. <laughs> Look, I thought that was really romantic. <laughs> <laughs> My wife and I enjoyed that thoroughly. <laughs> No, I, I don't want to poo-poo the, the artist, but it was really, I don't know. Anyway, let's just move on to a better topic. <laughs> Next week, Iron Banner controls uh, and... Wait, what did I just say? You said Iron Banner is control, right? Yeah. All right, yeah. So we'll go ahead and go with that. Iron Banner returns and it is control. And the rewards include arms, legs, Waylorn's March, which is the sniper rifle, and Nerwin's Mercy, which is the pulse rifle. Is there any real excitement for Iron Banner? And and I'm saying this not to be cynical or 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 seem evil or whatever. I just want to know from you guys: Do you have any excitement for this Iron Banner? I'm just happy it's not Rift. Hold it's, it's now, hold on now. Rift is magical in Iron Banner. Don't you ever say that again. Yeah, I, I actually <laughs> went, like, I had such a great time with Rift. But this Iron Banner in particular, I've been waiting for them to bring back the Pulse Rifle because I ran out of vault space and deleted mine. Oh. So, so I've been waiting for Nerwin's Mercy, and it's finally coming back, so I'm, I'm really happy about that. They know how to draw people in with the weapon choice because the sniper rifle and pulse rifle are two really good weapons that people want a lot of. Now, can you res bang with Wade Lawrence March? No. No, but I mean, you're playing control, so do you need to? 
No, you don't. Mm. Not at all. Not at all. Like some snipers that I have, you know, um, the the really fast firing ones. You know, they shoot like a scout rifle, <laughs> like how, like a uh, convalescent's duty. But uh, it's a really awesome uh, one that I use in PvP. Yeah, I mean, Waylorn's March is more along the type of the year one um, Praetis Revenge. So if, if you're a fan of that two-tapping body shot, you're going to have a lot of fun with this gun. It also has extremely high aim assist, and the role that they sold previously was the one that had, um, I believe, hidden hand and short gaze. So that thing was already sticking to people's faces really, really easily. Um, it's just a lower impact version of, or a lower impact sniper rifle, which is not as desirable to the community. And given that there's very little, again, not me being cynical, but given that there's so little, um, they haven't really differentiated these guns enough to the point where you would want to pick up a lower impact sniper rifle over, say, your thousand yard stare. I almost feel like when it comes to Iron Banner in the coming years, they need to make the guns more unique. So they're not just a regular gun with a different skin. That way there's kind of more of a novelty. Like when you have the Oryx weapons, a lot of them were not good before some of the updates that came up, but people wanted them just because of how they looked. This is true, especially the Harold versions. Yeah. Check that hand cannon out. It's useless. Yeah, so for me, I'm, I'm not completely psyched on the uh, the gun choices. So I, I just find that I, I used to call Call of Duty's duty uh, for a little while, but it seems to just be a bit of a fad. Like, as soon as you get into it, you, you play with it for a bit, you think, oh, oh, this is good. And then within about a week, you're back to your uh, your standard weapons, like your hawk saws and your, uh, what do we call it, uh, last words, using your longbow, etc. I got three Waylorans marches from my last four rank five packages, all with bum rolls. So maybe if they bring out a decent roll for it that you can buy, then I might be... Uh, a bit more interested. See, I, I remember when Nerwin's Mercy actually ruled the land. And uh. it was an, oh my god, that, that, that weapon was an absolute beast. And now it's, it, I mean, it's not bad for PvE. It, it's, a, it's actually a very, very good weapon for PvE. But it's not the weapon that it was when it first came out. Um, ever since they nerfed pulse rifle damage in a very interesting way um it just it 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 can't compete with a hawksaw or a, a grasp a malak or anything any of those lower imp the suros pdx 45 i believe so all these weapons are are suffering from they're not sure where they're at right now no one's mercy don't, i'm not trying to poo poo the weapon it's a very good gun it was one of my very favorite weapons to start off using. Um, I got a, a very, very good roll the first time uh, it came around as a drop. This was back when drops were super rare. And I just think that the, the weapons are suffering from a rebalancing that needs to happen that it just seems that, it, that they haven't made yet. And with Iron Banner right now, it just seems like... It, it, they're like, here you go. I'm giving you this. Good luck. Have fun with it. But nothing new's coming out anytime soon. Yeah. And and I think that the the community is kind of bummed out, and they're like, mm, okay, whatever. They, I, I, I almost think that they should have put Iron Banner on the shelf and taken out SRL for like a couple weeks to like kind of reinvigorate the community, give them something new to do. Just because it, it, it seems like we just did Iron Banner. It, it was like two, three weeks ago. We just did Iron Banner, and we're doing the same thing over and over and over again. Why not just bring out SRL? I was going to say that exact same thing with SRL, that they really... Because they said it themselves. They're like, oh, it seems like Shax was just here. And it's like, that's not good. When you have this event that's supposed to come around once a month and be special, it shouldn't feel like it was just here. You need a way for it to be hyped every time. 
And if that means taking a break for it from a little while, then that's what it means. Bring something else out. Bring um, uh, SRL back. Literally bring back the Crimson Doubles game mode, because why not? It doesn't have to be Valentine's Day. Just, oh, here we go. We have this game mode back for like a week. Like, just they've got to do something to mix mix things up. And having Iron Banner every three weeks, it just it doesn't feel special anymore. Right. Yeah, they're going to suck the fun and excitement right out of it. I remember a time where Iron Banner was the reason to come back to Destiny. Yeah. All right, David, you want to talk about Mash Those Buttons? Yeah. Mash Those Buttons is your ultimate resource for video game commentary, reaction, and involvement by a variety of opinionated and informed gamers who love gaming of all kinds. Covering a large swath of gaming, we cover the latest news and information on the games you care about and always provide unfiltered commentary and fun. Check out all the killer podcasts available today on Mash Those Buttons Network at www.mashthosebuttons.com. All right, and let's just go right into year two, Moments of Triumph. Now, for a lot of people that, that, that have listened to this show, they've a lot of them have already actually completed the moments of triumph. Um, a lot of the, the, the stuff was just basic things that uh, a lot of us would expect you to do. Complete the main story mission. Uh, defeat orcs on the, on, on, the, on the hard mode. But let's just take a step back and let's look at it from the more common player, the more casual player. Um, well, let's go through. Let's go through the moments of triumph now that I mean we did go over them before, but let's just go through them real quick. A blade reborn, complete any of the sword exotic sword quests from Shacks. Eris Morn's revenge, where you collect fifty calcified fragments. Sword logic, where you defeat orcs on King's Fall Hard. Return to the reef, complete the April quests. The play is the thing, complete the Taken King story uh, quest line. Uh, Challenge of Elders, complete an Elder Sigil scorecard. This is amazing, complete the Crucible questline. And the third element where you fully level a year two subclass. Now, out of all these three, I can easily see that the one for um, a blade... No, I'm sorry. The sword... Where is it at? The storyline. I'm sorry. Are you looking for the plays the thing? Yes, the plays the thing third element and i want to say the challenge of the elders one are the three easiest ones you you're basically playing the game along with the one for the april updates return to the reef so those four things most people should be able to complete pretty easily just by doing the game um now you have stuff such as the exotic sword quest which were anyway um <laughs> You that have, one, that this one wasn't even that bad. That just if you were if you're willing to put time into this game, you do that one. It just took farming time, right? And 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 I, that that to me is a sign of. It seems like a quest that was out of touch, which were which unfortunately was the case with a lot of the quests. And I'm not saying that it shouldn't take some time. I don't mind if a quest takes three weeks, but don't have me you know pick up planetary materials and just have a chance for it to drop that, that that just seems really lazy and just seems like a a time grind okay so right here's the thing mm -hmm. i've never voiced this opinion because it's it gets flamed but i actually think that is a good thing and that's because i i come from games where like you would farm stuff so hard Back in the day, it wasn't even funny. And to me, like running around for a few hours farming stuff, yeah, it's kind of annoying. But at the end of the day, like for quests like this, if if you're actually building a sword, I think that is necessary. And I wouldn't be opposed to them doing it again, as much as some people hated that. Nerd. <laughs> I, I, I kind of agree, though, to be fair. I was sitting there thinking, um, when, when you look at what you're using, some of the things that are useless now, like Hadium Flex and that lot, and how annoying it was to go and farm those. 
and obviously the exotic swords. I don't know how many of you have uh, recently done a farm for an exotic sword, but I did one a couple of weeks ago um, when I hadn't actually done the solar one. And it only took about two hours. When you're thinking about the amount of gameplay and time that I needed to take up between then and the Rise of Iron, it really wasn't that time-consuming when I thought about it. Right, and at the same time, like, yeah, running around sucks, but it got you to go to planets we hadn't been to in a while because you had to go to it was the moon earth and mars for the three swords it got you into the dreadnought for the hadium flags like it got you to go places and actually do patrols which people don't want to do exactly so some of the things that you can actually bring content back for is obviously how many of you have been in a patrol any time recently so how do you guys view these actual moments of triumph, though? Lame compared to year one. Year one. Uh, honestly, I I think it's 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 more casual, other than maybe the uh, hard mode rate. That's it. You know, if you're a casual person, a casual player, you should not have any trouble achieving ninety percent of the moments of triumph. And I believe that's the way it should be. You know, it should be accessible, but, you know, there should be one or two moments that, you know, are truly only achievable by doing these certain things. You know, thank you for playing the game. Thank you for finishing the story mission. Here's your emblem. Here's your shader. Oh, you knocked out Oryx on the hardest difficulty. That's that's some top tier stuff. Here's another emblem or shader. You know, good job. Thank you. See you next year. That well, what you mentioned is a is a actually something that they did very good, and that's as you complete some of them, you get rewards. That way, people who are more casual players aren't being entirely left out like they were in year one. Yes, <clears throat> yes. Because year really? one, my wife would not have gotten anything if we didn't get those uh, fifty. 50 chests, or how, how, however many chests it was in year one. 50, 50 but, uh, what is it, 20 golden chests? Yeah, those, those, those. And this year, you know, when she logged on and she popped it open, she didn't even have to switch characters because we had did the mountaintop quest together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's been in the raid. She was done, and it was a beautiful thing because that's what I was actually worried about. You know, I was coming home from work thinking, hmm, I wonder how much of stuff I'm going to have to do on Shars or help her do to, uh, you know, get her moments of triumph done. And she logged on and it was all done. I was was super excited. We can go shoot stuff in the face now. How did uh, how did she take to the uh, the Crucible quest line? Uh, she did the Crucible quest line after it was uh, buffed slash nerfed. Or adjusted, so it wasn't so much a win-win-win. Mm-hmm. Just participate, you know. Just participate, and it was enough because uh, she was able to level up her her faction while doing it. Test out new gun archetype uh, archetypes that she likes, doesn't like. You know, she got a real feel for uh, certain weapons, and she's always been into Iron Banner and things like that. So. It was, you know, there were times where I would have to log on and play wingman. But other than that, you know, she knocked it out on her own. It was awesome. You know, one thing I did like about that that quest line. I mean, w- we all have our opinions on that quest line and whether it was like time consuming. The fact that it did force you to use pulse rifles, hand cannons, shot, uh, not shotguns, uh, all the different primaries was really, really cool. I personally would have taken it a step further. Um, and I would have involved the gunsmith a little bit more. And this is just me personally. Have people play not just with every single type of primary, but have them use every single type of, uh, like, for example, you have your fastest firing pulse rifles, fast firing pulse rifles, mid fire pulse rifles, slow firing pulse rifles. And you have to use all four of those. And like, let's say Shaq says, go to the gunsmith, get each of these four weapons, 
try them out in the crucible and like it's kind of all, all all it is is just kills that way you, you you get kills with that specific type of weapon and you learn how to use a specific type of uh, of weapon maybe it won't have any special perks on it but you're just leveling it up kind of like you do with with the gunsmith kill hive kill cabal kill fallen isn't that the point of the gunsmith anyway though when they gives you those weapons to test I know he's doing it in PvE. It seems to be the last couple of weeks they've taken away the PvP ones, but isn't that, isn't that the point? Because obviously if you're testing it in a PvE area, obviously, I suppose when you've not got the level advantages enabled, you, you could just pick up any weapon. Yeah, but when, um, when when you're forced to use them in Crucible, it's a completely different animal. And and I personally would have taken that extra step where you play with each type of, or um, I forget the exact word I was going to use, but each subset of the gun, that way you can learn, maybe I personally like fastest firing pulse rifles. Maybe I personally like mid-impact uh, auto rifles or whatever. That way you, you can find what works best for you. And it, 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 that's what I, I've always taken out from that quest line, that it's a game, it's a way for you to learn Crucible, to learn how to get involved in Crucible. And I and while it was cool that they let you use whatever hand cannon, pulse rifle, whatever, I thought it would have been cooler for them to have involved each different archetype. There we go of the of that weapon. That way you can play to your strengths and and learn how to use a specific weapon. Not a yes, lot sir. of people know how to use a spare change properly, and yeah. it's a very good weapon, even though it's it'll get destroyed every single time by another type of pulse rifle. But it's still, like, if you were to learn how to use that weapon properly, it's a very strong weapon. Yeah, so it's basically like you turn the quest into more of an actual test. Right. Uh, so basically, when you get to the end of it, like if you go into something like Trials now, etc., the loadouts are pretty much the same. Mm -hmm. It's run through dependent on the map, but there will be one or two people that pop in with, you know, obviously when snipers, especially with the map at the moment, pop in with a plan C, Etc. Or they might have a you know paleo contact or something, and they've basically trained with that, and they found that that's what they're best with because they might be the meta. But there's some people that you see around in the crucible, and you think, why am I? What do I keep getting killed by this gun? And it's something that you've not seen for a while. So suppose if you do have that, but would you find that the balance of the whole quest, there would still be everybody just using the meta rather than finding what out they were best with. Speaking of which, I've had a lot of fun with the Raid Fusion Rifle lately. Even though it has very little ammo, it's actually a very fun gun. And I recommend people give it a shot, because if, if you put Brace Frame on that, it's a very stable gun now. But anyway, let's move on to messages from the Reef. David, go ahead and take over. All right, so this week for Messages of the Reef, we asked the community a few different questions, and we were just kind of looking to know, you know, what are they doing at Destiny? What are they doing besides Destiny? What do they want to see from Destiny? And then, like, uh, was, was Year 2 a success? What do they want from Year 3? And we got a bunch of responses, so what I'm going to do, I'll start with question one. We have five questions. We'll just kind of, I'll, I'll read you some responses, and we'll kind of talk about what they said and our reactions to each of their responses for each of these questions. So mm -hmm. for the first question, we asked, uh, what has everyone been doing in Destiny or other games to pass time until the next update, September 20th? We got a bunch of different responses. Um, a few people talked about how um, they've been fine-tuning their loads and builds out, build outs, kind of min-maxing. Um, uh, Chris Nixon talked about how he's been doing this and how it really helped when heroics got modified. Uh, other people have been working on their grimoire score. Uh, we had a few people talk about how they've had to do the moments of triumphs, uh, especially the Shaxx bounties. That seems to be the thing that everybody was doing was Shaxx bounties. Or not Shaxx, yeah, the Shaxx bounty quest. And... Um, uh, one person, Mike Robinson, he said he was working on clearing all of his quests from all of his characters, which well, kudos to you. I'm, I'm not even doing that one. Um, 
Other people are just doing bounties. Uh, Brendan Kurtz, he said he's helping kindergarten guardians. That's I, I like that one. That's good because shows that people are still out there helping others. And then Adam Skinner said he's getting better at the crucible, which is something that I, mean, I always encourage. So what, what have you guys been doing recently in Destiny or in other games? Uh, well, for me, I've been hunting the exotic class items for the factions. Um, currently, I'm working on Dead Orbit on each one. Um, that's that's about it, honestly. That that keeps me engaged in the Crucible, engaged in Heroic Strike playlists, you know, just throwing a booster on and a class item that boosts up the rep you receive even more. That that definitely keeps me engaged. It gives me a reason to log on to Destiny. I can hop in there for a couple hours at a time, burn through a boost, and keep it pushing. Do something else. Try something else. But, you know, they had doubles this week, so that was a really quick and easy uh, game mode for PvP. Really a lot of fun. But exotic class items, definitely. Um, nice. No, I was going to say mainly PvP, to be honest. I, I, I thought about chasing the same things as Drake, uh, to be honest, with the, the class items, but it's one of those things that I just don't want to sit in the Heroic Strikes playlist and try and grind them out. So I've been doing mainly PvP, a um, little bit of trying to get better in trolls. I've been having quite a lot of fun with No Land Beyond recently, which is uh, a novelty. Um, but it's, it's good for the map that's currently in trolls. So, uh, you know, it's, it's been fun doing that. Um, the other thing really is just helping people. As I've been into the PvP, I, I can't even count the number of people that I've helped with their mountaintop quests. And I'm surprised by the amount of people that haven't done it. <laughs> Yeah, I think with the mountaintop quest line, it was funny because everybody saw the stigma from when it first came out and then kind of didn't go back to it when they updated it, even though it became like a pretty straightforward. Just it was a monster bread. and it was per character as well. It's just such a lovely, lovely time when someone completes it. And you're like, yeah, you don't yeah. fall three. It's lovely for you. <laughs> <laughs> so the second question we asked were... Um, what specific changes or additions do you believe will help new players or players that don't play the game as actively and as others? And we got some very good responses for this one as well. A few people talked about how um, in-game lore, grimoire, um, naming your guardian, and unique missions for weapons based on the race, not subclass. We had two or three people mention all three of those things. And those are all really interesting things I hadn't thought about, but making the game more unique like that totally could help. Like, what do you guys think about that? I mean, I've, I've always been the proponent that there needs to be differentiation between the Titans, Warlocks, and Hunters. We need more reason to play these different characters. Uh, I, I personally want to take a Titan and defend the wall or or some sort of mission where we're defending uh, guardians while or 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 let's say citizens while they to get them to the last city or protect them against fallen invaders or whatever and then you like a hunter you're a solo guy you're you're, you're or gal and you're going out there to um stealthily sneak into an enemy area obtain some sort of intelligence and then you know get out and the same thing with warlocks. You know, their their whole thing is they're uh, they're scholars. They're 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 really intelligent people. They I mean, I talked about getting a warlock on the dreadnought to learn about the dreadnought so that we can use its power against itself and destroy oryx. You know, being able to use that knowledge that that, that you get from something to defeat your enemies that would be something cool like get an order of warlocks out there all of a sudden all three warlocks are just like unleashing their magic powers on something that'd be very cool to see and i want to see more of that in the game and i don't believe that we'll get that this year but there's always a potential for it in the coming years when you know they're developing for a specific platform rather than multiple platforms and that's not to say that Xbox One and PlayStation 4 are the exact same thing, but it's 
they're very comparable. So it's easier to, you know, make changes like that on those systems. And I, I just think we have to wait for the future. And now that we, now that Bungie sees more of what we're interested in, we're more likely to get that in the future. Uh, with regards to this specific question, however, um, what specific changes or additions do we believe that will add new players or help players that don't play the game as actively as others? I personally think that some sort of raid matchmaking on an easier level, as I mentioned before, on an easier level, say a month after the raid has been released, that has voiceover, like it just explains what needs to happen slightly in the mission in that specific area, whether people you know on the highest tiers say, like like it or not, you have to be able to provide. You know, these pe people who never would be able to get into a raid, some sort of option. That way you're utilizing this asset that you created in game. Uh, just there's a lot of things that, that goes with regards to these raids that they could do, but they haven't done yet. And right now we're seeing it. I mean, the, the numbers are telling eight less than 8% of the, the audience has completed the King's really? Fall raid. That's the figure. That surprises me. That that's a, yeah, that's a scary stat too. Yeah. No, and it's been that way. That is a scary stat to me. And like like we, we cannot look at the raid saying well this is the absolute best way to go about with the raid. Like you gotta get six of your own people. Give an easy version of the raid that people can play matchmaking I mean, you're still going to have the, um, the, the, the challenge of figuring out the puzzle. But let's say, for example, Shax is saying, like, oh, the, we, we got to open up that wall. We only have a certain amount of time. Guardians, you must activate the switch. Like, people are like, oh, 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 oh. like they're <laughs> trying to figure out what, whatever the thing is. But like, <laughs> but like, at least they have some sort of uh, like, 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 they're, like they're trying to figure out the puzzle. They have some sort of clue. Wait, wait, yeah. when... time out. What yeah. are Guardians gonna do again? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> As uh, say, every every quarter, <laughs> I, I make a lot of weird noises when I read, but that's beside the point. Yeah. But I'm but just a version. I'm I'm already sure that that they already before King's Fall came out, they already knew the mechanics of the raid. The, these the 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 people who created the raid, so they already have a system for or the easiest path to complete said challenge i'm very sure that it would be easy for them to you know give some sort of clues like guardian you have the power uh, the the destiny gets power you use it to act to take down the door and oh they run to the middle and they activate the door or whatever uh but just just you like Add some sort of voiceover work for the easy version of the raid so that people can get, you know, a raid completion. And you don't have to give them the absolute best weapons, but let's say you only get boots and arms on the easiest version of the raid. If you want the hardest or, or if you want more armor pieces, you got to do normal. You got to do hard. You only get, say, a couple secondaries in the hard uh, in the easy version of the raid. You want better weapons, you got to do normal, you got to do hard. Give them a taste of what the rewards are like so that they can so that, have, that they have more incentive to go into a normal version or a hard version of the raid. And it's a great way to practice. It's a great way to practice certain raid mechanics because, you know, once I saw, you know, every time I hear that number or see that number of uh, Oryx hard completions, you know, it's something that I take for granted. You know, it's it's something that me, my buddies, you guys, we take that for granted. Oryx is, we go into King's Fall, Oryx is going to die. It's automatic. Brody's coming. Energy. You know, uh, Jamie. We're all, you know, he, he's gone. It's a, it's an automatic. If it's, if he doesn't fall, it's a memorable story. Yeah, for us, it's gotten to the point where you get mad if it's not done in an hour. And we kind of take that for granted. Mm -hmm. 
But there are so many people out there that, that just haven't experienced that. You know, we got, we got a couple of new clanmates that, you know, we went through and we basically had the five man, five man it. And it wasn't a big deal at all. It got done. Everybody rotated and he completed his first Oryx hard mode challenge. And it was, didn't know, had no clue until we were doing the jumpy bit up to the sisters that he had never been there before. And it was pretty cool. Yeah. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you guys. I was just going to take, uh, I was just going to mention something really quick. Only 19.2% of guardians have completed a raid. Any raid, On any raid, any difficulty at all. Only 19.2%. Does that take into account people that have started the game and played it? Because I've got a few mates that are basically, you know, ESO fans, etc. So they picked up Destiny and they joined and then they basically haven't played it again. So I'm assuming that there's no, the, going to take into account a few of those or is it regular players? The, right. This is just any any player. Th this is from the PlayStation 4 side. So it might be a little bit different on, on Xbox. But only 19.2% of Guardians have completed a single raid. That's um, have the achievement, right? Right, the trophy. So it would take into account people who have like picked up for five minutes. But right. even if you take away those people, it's probably still something like 30%. Like yeah, it probably it doesn't go up that much. But and, and that's being generous. Because I remember so, the epic fails of Crota and Vault of Glass that I heard so much about. Don't talk about that. But I was just so, so, I, I, I was really fortunate when I got into Destiny because there was a Sherpa that before I knew what a Sherpa was, it just scooped me up out of the Cosmodrome one day and showed me this whole different world of death, you know, this whole other side of Destiny. You know, um, the Vault of Glass raid, Crota's in. You know, like I said, I distinctly remember being so so out of my element in Crota's End and just standing on top of a door watching all of this magical crap happen around me that I could not do anything about you know the two question marks where the level is shooting someone and it says immune it was just like okay I know that I'm here just to get loot so I'm gonna stand over here and you guys do your thing with your magical rocket launchers mm-hmm yeah. yeah. So um, our third question for this was actually what what do you do to increase rate engagement? What do you think we should do to increase rate engagement? And basically, it's everything we just talked about is what people said. Uh, in-game LFG, which is why I hadn't mentioned it for question two, because a lot of people did say that for question two as well, was the in-game LFG and um, making an easy, easy version of the raid so that people can learn the raid. The only other things that uh, we really got as a response, a couple people talked about... Um, bringing up the old rates but uh would that really increase engagement i'm not sure i think it would just make it so uh people who have played this game longer would be more happy pretty much nostalgia honestly they need something for people like us that that have completed it a multitude of times you know there should be a like a running tally or scorecard with tiers of of uh rewards even if they're cosmetic only you know i'm not asking for super op gear just give me something that looks good that when you look at my 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 character you can tell this guy's a raider well like one of the things i will say with regards to raid engagement part of it is tied into the fact that there were only there was only one raid this year and at a certain point People kind of got tired and they, they stopped doing the raid, which means that the people who would have sherpa new players kind of went down. Now, if there was another raid, if there were two raids a year, I believe you would have seen more raid engagement just by by, by nature of excitement. Like all, all these people jumping in is like, oh, my God, there's a new raid. We got to do this. Uh, Twitch would have been exploding. People would have been talking about the new raid. Um, and that just gets people more excited about a potential, you know, go, going in there. Um, I personally want to see 
with a raid, what they did with regards to Vault of Glass, where it's the beginning part. Anybody can go there and and like like help you out. That was always a cool, very very cool thing about Vault of Glass that anybody could go there. And the fact that they've kind of removed that from uh, what is it, Crota's End and King's Fall, where it's just you your team. I mean, I I I get it, but at a certain point, like it'd be cool to see, say, a giant door opening and like all these people were there. They're like looking at you, like, oh my god, they're gonna go inside. Like these people were on patrol, but they helped you out with your beginning part, and like, you're going in, and they're just kind of like watching. Like, I want to do that. I want to be able to go in there. That's just that, that that's that's a way to get excitement for the raid. It seems silly, but that's how I got into the raid for the very first time. The very first time I ever did a raid, I was on patrol. I got, there were three people in the beginning part of Vault of Glass. I jumped in, I was like, I'm just gonna have fun, I'm gonna shoot some Praetorians. All of a sudden, I got an invite, bam, started my first raid. I think mine was similar. I can remember doing that, but I can't remember if I did it before that. It might have been the same story. Sitting there shotgunning them, taking them out, and then getting an invite. We've definitely done that before. If one of our buddies hadn't showed up, like, yeah, somebody's there on patrol. They got two people with them. Yeah, come on, everybody in. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And just take them through. Because it's an awesome, like, it's really, it's really amazing to watch Guardians experience these these raid mechanics for the first time you know and it's fun you know (laughs) true all right so fourth question we asked was what does year three of destiny need to be considered a success and we got um a few mixed answers here there was there's some very positive feedback on this question a lot of people were talking about how it it, well the year may be tough it's going to be a success no matter what Destiny is already a success. Um, we had one person say, as long as they have fun, it's a success. Uh, Rob Rambo said, make exotic quests and bounties, both of them. He liked the randomness of it when uh, he could have gotten an exotic bounty in year one that had good golf difficulty to it. Not all exotic weapons should have been given from quests and the majority that the community are going to get done quickly. So he's looking for more um, kind of fulfillment from getting exotics. Uh, As one person, Thane Goldberg, said just continue with activity-based loot and he'll have a great time. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't a lot of new input on this one. Just a lot of people have positivity towards what this game has to offer in Year 3. And I think it's good to see that with how poisoning the community can be about the future of Destiny sometimes. I'd just like them to uh, manage their time a little better. Obviously, talking about SRL and Iron Banner, etc. now it's all kind of coming in their time. And obviously, if they do have two raids that come out, etc., they just need to space them right. So see, this year, I think they've, they've got a little bit wrong. It's really hard to uh, kill off the optimism of the Destiny community, no matter how hard people try. Um, you can find something negative to say about any game or, you know, any piece of entertainment. Uh, what I truly enjoy about the Destiny community is the creativity within it. You know, the, the hide and seek, the chasing certain, you know, exotics or legendary things, the farming. You know, Destiny players create their own goals. And finish lines to cross, you know. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, even during the dry periods, you know, we'll get creative. All right, um, there's no new content coming out. Let's all go to the tower and hide. Have somebody, <laughs> I can you know, see, bro. Anything, oh, anything. Yeah, yeah. You know, we will come up with anything to keep this game going. Last week I played... Uh... Crucible with everybody only using swords, just the sword hilts for about two hours. <laughs> that was a good time. Yeah, see, ice cream cone beatdowns. Nothing wrong with that. 
<laughs> I did an Iron Banner game uh, last time, and what we played is we played with a fire team of six, and if you got anything dropped from Banner, you had to equip that. And after, after an hour and a half, that, that got messy. <laughs> yeah. Lots of blues in there. Yeah, yeah, loads of blues. So, to, to answer your question, I believe the unfortunate thing for Rise of Iron is that it's always going to be compared to year two. And year two, we know that it started off with a lot of excitement, and then, boy, did it drag on and, and nothing happened. Um, I mean, we're, we're playing virtually the same game that we got at the start of the, of the year. And there was nothing extra that was really added besides the April update. So for me, year three needs Rise of Iron plus at least another DLC of the same size. Oh, it's going to get another DLC. It's called Destiny 2. <laughs> you still believe that it's going to be in the spring? Yeah, I do. I have hope. Oh my. I have optimism. Oh my. Oh my. <laughs> well, moving on to the last question we asked. Do you believe year two is a success? We can all give our personal opinions on it in a second, but every single person who answered our question said that year two wasn't a success. They all had different reasons, um, ranging from an increase in players to more activities than was there in year one. One person said, you know, everybody's been saying about how year two was what should have been released at year one and year one was just a beta. But in general, it seems everybody that we talked to at least considered year two to be a success. So well, how do you guys feel about year two? For year two, here's the thing. Year two, the main reason it was a success was because it actually went back and tuned, not totally fixed, but tuned a lot of the story into a cohesive unit. The questification really made a huge difference and it made a lot of the missions make sense. Um, for example, the Sword of Crota quest or mission is part of the Dark Below quest line. It's no, the Dark Below quest line is no longer the one mission on Earth, the one mission on the moon, and then, uh, then you go back to the moon for, uh, to finish it off or something like that. It, it, was, it was like three missions at most and then the, the strike. The fact that they added that to the story of Crota makes sense. It's about Crota, so you kind of want to... You know, have that mission be part of the quest line. And, and and I think that they did a very good job in making all the year one stuff relevant storyline-wise to make it seem like there's a lot more content. The problem with year two was it relied too much on year one. And that, that was a huge problem for me um, in the end. I think year two was a success, but year two was a, a success in spite of a lot of the stuff that they did in the game. Exactly. Yes. Yes. You're absolutely right, in my opinion. Uh, year two was 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 an ex was a success despite of itself and the drought of content that we experienced. Um, they made they they made me personally care about these characters that I see in the tower every day that I've seen in the tower for, you know, two years now. Didn't care about them. They came, they had stuff for me and I'd walked away, but you know, Cade Six and Eris Moore, like, what is up with her? You made me question her motives now. You know, I'm looking at her funny every time I pass by her to go see Cade. <laughs> you know, I see her sitting, you know, standing underneath the stairs and I'm like, what's your deal? <laughs> What are you doing? And, um, you know, adding adding those kiosks, you know, a, such a small touch, but really significant. Uh, bringing the story to the game itself, instead of just dumping it all in the grimoire cards, getting me personally invested in this world. Because, you know, the gunplay is awesome. You know, PvP can be fun. Uh, PVE is cool, but getting me invested emotionally in, in my buddy Cade 6 and whether or not Eris Morn is going to screw me over royally in year three, you know, that th those are big things to me. But 
it was a success despite, you know, the the distinct lack of permanent content. Because we received content here and there, SRL, uh, the Halloween thing, the Valentine's thing. You know, nothing permanent or truly significant, but it was something to keep the the needle moving. If they added another, you know, a, another update or something like that, it it would have definitely have have uh, felt better. You know, for year <clears throat> for year two, you know, I will definitely mark it under a win. What about you, James? Uh, I'll just. Pretty much echo the points. One thing that I do think they, they improved on was the storytelling, but I think everybody would prefer to have less grimmer cards and more actual storylines. The uh, Obviously, what I mentioned about the cutscene, um, obviously with Eris and everybody questioning that and people reading up on the lore from that side. Um, obviously, you've got things like the Queen as well, whether she's dead or alive, etc., etc. So it's nice to have a couple of cliffhangers there that you're looking forward to, but I think with the drought of content, you just kind of, a lot of people have forgotten those. Right. Um, for me, it's just one of those things that I'm still here and I'm still playing and I'm still addicted to it. So you've got to put it down as a success. Um, but obviously, we can all think about what what things we'd like to improve and hope that Bungie takes them in, on board for the next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, what about you, David? I mean, I I agree with everything you guys have said. It, it was definitely a success, but there is always room for improvement, and everything that you guys have mentioned definitely needs to happen and I'm sure it will. Bungie, the one thing that I think they did best in year two was taking the criticism and advice the community gave from year one and throughout year two and bringing it into the game. Uh, From Taken King to the April update, they have been bringing what we've asked for and they're going to keep doing that. And it seems they're trying to be more active with the community now. They're trying to get more frequent updates out there uh, so like, as long as they continue along these lines, I think the future is bright. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. one more thing I'd like to add on that is it's been an absolute joy not getting blues out of the Shuri Engrams. <laughs> All right, and with that, we're going to go ahead and bring this baby to a close, David. Yeah, I mean, we, we want to thank you all for listening to In Orbit. We're available on a ton of platforms, so please spread the word for us. Uh, We're on SoundCloud, iTunes, we're on Google Play Music, Overcast for iOS, Stitcher Smart Radio, Player.fm, Pocket Cast, and we also have an RSS feed. Please don't forget to check out the other shows from Mash Those Buttons. We have Double Tap, our fighting game podcast, which is released bi-weekly on Wednesdays for fans of Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, and other fighting games. Wow Talk, our podcast dedicated to World of Warcraft, released bi-weekly on Tuesdays. We have Watchpoint Radio, our podcast focusing on the sights, sounds, and groans of your constant failure to stop Bastion on Overwatch, available weekly on Tuesday. Sit Rep Radio, our podcast dedicated to getting you up and around the streets of New York, which we release weekly on Mondays. Frontline Radio, our podcast dedicated to the soldiers fighting on the battlefield and on the battlefront once a month on the third week of each month. And of course, we are in orbit, your resource dedicated to the stargazers and darkness destroyers in Bungie's Galaxy, available bi-weekly on Monday. For any questions regarding scheduling, just check out mashthosebuttons.com slash schedule for scheduling details. And you can check Mash Those Buttons out on twitter.com slash site, facebook.com slash buttons. And youtube.com slash mash those buttons. Please contact us at in orbit with any questions at in orbit podcast at gmail.com. All right, David, where can people find you at? Well, you can find me on Twitter at ds underscore bolt or streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash ds bolt, no spaces, no underscores. And Dre, where can people find you at? Uh, on all of the uh, social medias at Brody Beatdown. What about you, James? Yeah, I'm on Facebook as James Howe, and I'm on PSN as JXL. And of course, I am available at GoToNRG. That's G-O, the number two, NRG, on a whole bunch of stuff such as Twitter, Twitch. Um, I'm available on Facebook, and you can find us all at the Guardians of the Tectodrome 
Destiny on Facebook.com if you're interested in finding a group for raiding, strikes, whatever. Give us a contact over there, send me a message, and we'll be able to assist you in getting you as involved in our clan. Um, and with that, want to read something off? My prior events are not a memory. It is momentum. It advances, leads and controls, points and directs, shapes and forms. I may not enjoy what lies in front of me, but as in any story, the past needs a resolution. What is in the past is my prologue. What is in the future is my destiny. On behalf of the entire In Orbit team, we thank you for listening to our show, and as always, we'll see you on the next mission. Your destiny calls.